So originally when I saw that the Heat and the Lakers were going to the finals, I said to myself, I'll give the Heat six games. Uh, just because of the fact that uh, they fought their hardest to get to this position uh, in the first place. And I was trying to be nice and, you know, not completely write them off and say that they're just going to lose indefinitely. It's just no chance. Um, but after what has transpired in game one tonight, um, I think I'm actually going to just be completely, uh, you know, honest here. And I don't see this series going past five games. Uh, I mean, you know, the Heat, I'll give them one game, uh, barring, you know, if Bam Adebayo and uh, Drogic come back in game two, I highly doubt they will. Uh, but Adebayo's got a shoulder sprain. That's something that you could recover from pretty quickly, depending on the treatment. Um, I mean, I highly doubt that just ice and rest is going to fix it. He's going to have to do a bunch of uh, weightlifting to train to uh, get his arm back in straight and strength. Uh, they're going to have to run drills to see if he can even shoot. They got to do a lot of stuff with his shoulder. So he's questionable to come back. If he does come back, he might uh, have like a shoulder brace or something to help keep his shoulder like aligned. So he doesn't just, you know, completely ridiculously like bend his elbow too much and just kind of, or his shoulder too much and just kind of hurt it even more or they might just not play him at all we're just have to going to see what happens there in terms of drogage um i have i'm very very uh doubt that he'll come back uh looking from what happened in game it doesn't look like something that you know you could come back from i mean it doesn't look like much when you watch it but i mean i've been watching basketball for a pretty long time uh and i can tell when an injury is just serious and uh, you know, the fact that, um, you know, the reporters, the, the reporter there, the fact that she said that, you know, Drogage was having very a difficult time to even walk, um, that kind of shows that it's a pretty serious injury. It's not something like an ankle injury that he can hobble on, uh, you know, and just kind of walk it off. It's not something that's just not how it works. Um, personally, in my opinion, I have a fear that it's an Achilles injury. Uh, and if it is an Achilles injury, he definitely is out for the series. And I think it's probably the end of, uh, Dragic's career, even though he's 34 and it's kind of already, his career is kind of on the downside, but he's the Heat's leading scorer. Um, so I can't say that his career is, I can't say that he's in his twilight years yet. Cause if he's still the leading scorer and he's 34 years old, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I know that Jimmy Butler's right behind him. They're both averaging 20 points. You know, they've both been averaging 20 points a game this entire year. Um, even Dragic coming off the bench uh, was getting almost 20 points a night uh, because he had Kendrick Nunn in the starting lineup, which I think that guy's just an absolute stud if they can uh, develop him correctly. Uh, he had a very good rookie season. He was second behind John Morant. Uh, but then they decided to put Drogic back in the starting lineup and ben well not bench him but you know limit Kendrick Nunn's minutes and then it, it just it's just that he just uh, coming back into the playoffs he just hasn't been the same I mean he entered the bubble uh, well sorry he didn't enter the bubble he got he got the coronavirus first before he even got to the bubble so then he had to quarantine and rest up and 
Uh, he had to get treatment. Then he came. Then he got tested negative. He came back into the bubble, and he still missed a couple of games. Wait, even when he got to the bubble, because you have to quarantine for like another ten days or so once you get to the bubble to make sure you still don't have it. And then he rejoined his team, and by then they were already uh they were already in the second round of the playoffs. And since he came back, he hasn't done much. Now in game one, he did show some promise. Uh, he did have almost twenty points. Uh, and he was one of the, he was one of the very few bright spots on this team tonight uh, that were actually doing okay. Um, the Lakers just had an all-out feast uh, on these guys. They were just dominating them on the board, dominating them on the three-point line. Um, the the Heat's zone defense was just non-existent this game. Uh, this is not the Miami Heat team that I was watching during the Celtics series, and even during the Milwaukee Bucks series. Uh, this is not the Miami team I was watching. Um, they seem to be like a shell of them for themselves. Like they really just didn't have it going for them. And you can argue that you know they're completely um, just exhausted from a long series with the Celtics. Uh, you could say that. Or they're nervous because it's the finals. They're going up against LeBron and Anthony Davis. The pressure's on them. But the thing is, is that playoffs, pre- playoff pressure is everywhere. You know, in terms of the NBA, you know, having someone's legacy, when you're a player and you have a legacy going, your legacy doesn't, you know, really do anything for you as you as a good player, you as just being as good as you are. Your legacy is not really affected by just how good you are. The main reason why your legacy is affected and how it could go away or how it could get better is in the playoffs because the in the playoffs it's it's a whole other animal in the playoffs because yeah, the rookie season you could be clutch and you could make some plays and you could get your team wins, but those are just wins. Those are just regular wins. In the playoffs when you know when there is the most pressure on you, when your back is against the wall, and every single game you play, there's a chance that you could be going home. That is what makes your legacy better or worse. That is how you improve as a player. You go into the playoffs and you show people that hey, I could be clutch in the regular season, and I can also lead my team to the championship in the playoffs. And that's exactly what LeBron has been doing this entire playoff series. And I give him props. I've said this a hundred times before. I'll say it again. LeBron James is the greatest, probably the greatest 35-year-old basketball player I've ever seen in my life. And in terms of playoff LeBron, nobody can say that nobody could say that he's not arguably the greatest playoff performer in history. I mean, he leads the he leads in terms of playoff records. He leads in points, in steals, in um, the amount of playoff games, which is tonight would have been his 255th playoff game. That is incredible. 255 playoff games. He's been to 10 NBA finals. He's won two championships with two different teams. He's won two finals MVPs, both with Miami. Uh then he leaves Miami, goes back to Cleveland in 2016, and wins them a championship. And it was the first time they've won a major championship in a sport since 1964, I think it was. 
then I think 1964, I think that was when the Cleveland Browns won the championship. And back then, they were the back then the NFL was literally just starting. Like it literally was in the beginning stages. It was there were only like what ten teams in the NFL back then. So that's just crazy. Um, and he comes back and he wins it. And believe it or not, you know, in this year's finals, this is the first year that LeBron James has gone into the finals with a teammate that's been averaging more points per game than him, like. You can, Anthony Davis, you can make an argument that Anthony Davis is LeBron James' best teammate he's had in his whole career. Now, of course, you can say uh, Kyrie Irving and Dwayne Wade. And yeah, you know, you can make an argument for Dwayne Wade as well because he won two championships with him. So you can make an argument that Dwayne Wade, and even even when Dwayne Wade had to take a backseat role to LeBron because LeBron was obviously the best player at that time. And, you know, Dwayne Wade, the very first year that Dwayne Wade and LeBron James played, Dwayne Wade uh, was the one leading the charge, and uh, LeBron, and of course the first year that they were together, I'm pretty sure it was 2011, when they lost in the finals to Dallas, um, uh, Dwayne Wade you know, said to LeBron at the end of the year, listen, you need to be the leader of this team, you need to take the charge. Uh, and he gave the mantle over to LeBron, and what does he do the very next season? They come back and they win the championship the very next year. They come back and they win it. Um, 2012 and 2013, they won the championship. Yep, back-to-back. And then 2014, they lost to the Spurs. So, um, and that was when Kawhi Leonard won finals MVP the first time. Um, And that was a young Kawhi. That was a a very, um, a Kawhi Leonard that was not even an established star yet. So, so, you know, to come to now get to the 10th NBA Finals with the Lakers um, and and win a championship. Well, not win a championship yet, but I think he's going to personally. I don't see this series going past five games, like I said. I, I honestly think the Lakers could sweep them, um, especially if Goran and Bam don't come back. Oh, yeah, third on four. Um, because in order, in order for them to win, they have to rely on Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Kendrick Nunn, uh, basically those three to get all your points. Um, and I believe me, I think Tyler Hero is a stud. I think Tyler Hero will be a star in this league eventually in the future, but right now he's just a very, very above average rookie at the moment. He's not a star yet. Um, and it's just not his time to shine. Um, I will give him credit. It is his very first playoff um, run in his whole career, in his very first season, and he made it to the finals. So I cannot stress this enough that Tyler Hero is going to be a star. And Bam coming back uh, for next season, they're going to be – Tyler Hero and Bam are going to be the two big, huge stars. They're, you know, you're, you know, Bam is going to be, you know, Tyler Hero's Shaq. If you know what I mean, not saying that not saying that Bam Adebayo is better than Shaq. What I'm saying is is that you know Tyler Hero is going to be uh you know the Kobe and Bam's going to be the Shaq. That's going to be the duo uh you know for the next five years I would say. Uh, Tyler Hero develops well. I think he's not going to be obviously as good as Kobe Bryant. At least maybe not now. Maybe he could be in the future, but only time will tell. But as a but you know as a as a player 
as a player, you know, perspective, he's going to be um, the leading, you know, wing scorer, like Kobe was. He's going to be a wing scorer, a wing defender. He's going to be a perennial all-star, just like Kobe was. And then Bam's going to be a perennial all-star center, like Shaq, who will be really good at the pick and rolls. He'll be really good at finishing at the rim, like Shaq was. And, like, he still is doing just like Shaq did, finishing at the rim, like he always does. So, as, you know, just a comparison, not talent-wise, but just, you know, play-style-wise, play you know, that's going to be the Miami Heat, Tyler Hero and Bam is going to be, you know, Miami Heat, Shaq, and Kobe. That's what it's going to be, hopefully, for the next five years. I hope to God that they turn out to be like that. Um, And so far, they're doing very well at it. Um, And in terms of, you know, Jimmy Butler... I, I I think he's held, I think he'll be fine. Um, that ankle injury, well, that ankle roll, uh, I would say it's not really an injury because he did play the rest of the game. Um, he did get 23 points, so I'm not going to say that he definitely was hampered. He definitely played like himself, um, but uh, definitely 100%. Um, they're going to have to uh, check on him because if he keeps playing and he ends up getting hurt. Then that's just the end. I mean, you know, Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, and Jimmy Butler are gone. Oh yeah, they're not winning this. Like they have to have Jimmy. Jimmy is probably the only person that I would say that they can't lose for them to win it. Like they gotta, they gotta have him. If they don't have Butler, they definitely aren't winning this series. You can probably live with Bam and Dragic not playing, but if you lose Jimmy, oh you're done. You're absolutely done. So Jimmy, honestly, is the key life force for them to even have a chance to beat the Lakers. But again, I still don't see the series going past five games. So I'll give them one game with Jimmy, but I think the Lakers got this, man. They, the Lakers are on a mission. You know, LeBron James is going after that fourth title. And again, like I said, he, le- he, leads, the, he leads the NBA in terms of playoffs and points, steals, um, <laughs> points, steals, triple doubles, everything. He almost everything he leads in the playoffs. He is, in my opinion, the best playoff performer in NBA history. I think he is. I just you can tell, but you could just look at the stats. You know? And and even Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, you know, it's his very it's his debut. He's tied with Elgin Baylor for uh, you know, highest of yeah, the highest amount of points in a playoff when a finals debut. Thirty four. He's tied with Elgin Baylor. The only other two people in front of him are um, Shaq at number one. He had 43 points in his first finals debut. And then uh, I can't remember the guy before him, but I know that he's a very, very, uh, very long timer. uh, And he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think he played in the 70s or the 80s. I can't. He was on a Boston Celtics team. I can't remember what I can't remember his name, but I know that. He had more points than AD. He's third. So for that start to an NBA Finals, that's just incredible. And you know, and and I didn't actually uh, know this about Anthony Davis, but LeBron James and Anthony Davis go far back. They go much farther back than I actually originally thought. I thought Anthony Davis uh, and LeBron met, you know, a couple years ago when they were in the league. You know, and just became casual friends, but. 
It turns out Anthony Davis has met LeBron. He's known LeBron since he was 17 years old. Uh, it's, you know, Anthony Davis talked all about it. You know, he said that when he was 17 years old, he specifically remembered that he bought a ticket to take a bus over to, uh, um, I think it was, I think he said Chicago. Yeah, I think he said Chicago um, to, um, to join a, um, a league, uh, it's basketball league, led by LeBron. And then he met LeBron then. Um, and this was before that Anthony Davis had that growth spurt where he gained a whole, I think two, I think he gained like a whole, you know, couple of feet. I think he was like 17 years old. I think he was only 6'3". Now he's like 6 and 11. Now he's like 6'11", almost 7 foot. So he, this was before he had his growth spurt. And, you know, he's known him since that time. And also, they were teammates in the Olympics one year, um, and they've just been friends for a very long for a long time. And you got to think to yourself: Anthony Davis is twenty six years old, LeBron James is thirty five, so he's known him for a little while. And you know that's kind of obvious. You know, when he wanted Anthony Davis to come to the Lakers, you knew Anthony Davis was going to say yes. You know, it's they've known each other for a while, and he even said, you know. The previous week, he said that he texted LeBron. He said, uh, I'm not going to say quote because I can't remember exactly everything he said. But to short, to put it all in short terms, he said that you had, you know, I looked up, I look up to you back when I was little. You look up to him um, and you've inspired many kids. And one of those kids was me. Thank you. You know, and, and that's just something, and that's just something that, you know, a lot of kids would say to LeBron James. Even I would say it to LeBron James. I'm 19 years old. I would say it to LeBron James. Because uh, LeBron James, everyone, you know, in terms of basketball, a lot of kids look up to LeBron. A lot of kids want to look at LeBron and be like, damn, I want to be like him. You know, I want to be in the NBA and competing for championships and, you know, arguably being the greatest of all time behind Michael Jordan. Because, you know, no one's going to pass Jordan. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, Michael Jordan, you know, LeBron could pass Jordan if he wins this title. No, he won't. I mean, yeah, he'll be four and six in the finals. Okay, fair enough. He's four. He'll be four and six in the finals. But, um, well, sorry, four, actually, sorry, four and nine, actually. <laughs> he'll be four and, four and nine to the finals, actually. Um, wait, no, no, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't do math right now, but he's going to win four times. He's been to the, listen, he's been to the finals 10 times. He's only won three championships. You got to wonder, there were a couple of times to where he should have won it. Um, you know, I, I could even say 2014 in the Spurs, you know, the Spurs were good. Don't get me wrong. And LeBron and LeBron was still playing well, but, um, Kawhi Leonard was all over him. I mean, it, if Kawhi Leonard didn't have as good of defense back then, they would have definitely won the championship. Uh, and they actually would have three-peated uh, because they won in 2012. And yeah, 2012 and 2013, they won both years. They could have three-peated. Um, but in any case, to sum it, it's really to end this whole thing, Lakers got this win. Um, uh, in terms of a Heat, me being a Heat fan, um, I'm not particularly mad, really, about being about guaranteed losing this series. 
Um, simply because of the fact that, yeah, I, I was happy that we got to the finals, but I knew that when we were going up against the Lakers, I knew that it'd be game over. Uh, you know, it's the Lakers are the Lakers are not the Clippers, you know, or it's yeah, the Lakers are not the Clippers. They're not going to blow a three-one lead. Uh, the the Lakers, and actually, in my opinion, even though the Clippers beat them a couple of times in the regular season, I still would have picked the Lakers to beat them in a seven-game series. Because um, they only beat them, they only beat them in the regular season twice. But that wasn't a seven-game series. Give the Lakers a seven-game series, and they definitely will beat the Lakers. I mean, uh, they'll beat the Clippers simply because I think uh, Doc Rivers just is not the type of coach to actually want to make a lineup change and actually change a strategy. Because um, that's definitely not what he did against the Nuggets. Because look what took, look what happened to them. But Frank Vogel, as soon as something goes wrong, Vogel's going to look at that and go, "You, you get in." You know, like he's gonna he's going to switch up his lineup. He's not going to keep the same people every game. He's going to do something. That's just how Frank Vogel is. He's a very smart head coach. And a lot of people write him off because when he when he was with the Pacers, he failed so many years being the Pacers head coach that a lot of people said, This guy's not qualified to win a championship. Look where he is now. This guy is a very underrated head coach. Even though that his playoff record doesn't really say so, you know, he kept on losing in the second round or they get to the conference finals. You know, this is his first time making it to an NBA finals. I mean, can't say that he's a bad coach. You just simply can't. It's just not. It's, it's just unfair. Um, Frank Vogel is a very good head coach, and I will be very happy if he still will be the head coach next season. Uh, because definitely LeBron and AD are going to be the favorites to win in the West. Definitely. Because LeBron's still going to be there for another three years. He still is on contract for another three years. Actually, two more years. His, uh, his first year was when he got injured. Uh, so it'll be, for two more years, he's still on contract. They're definitely going to re-sign Anthony Davis because I don't know if he's on a, a really long-term contract. I think he's on a two-year deal or a one-year deal. But they're definitely going to re-sign him. Either they're going to give him a one-year deal and save some cap space, or they might give him a two-year deal or whatever. But the point is, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are not leaving. They are staying in L.A. because if Anthony Davis knows better, he's going to stay with LeBron, and he's going to keep competing for championships. Because that's what he said. He said in the interview, all I want to do is win. He wants to compete for championships every year. How is he going to do that? He's going to stay with L.A. And once LeBron James leaves... Hopefully they can bring in another star, maybe in free agency, to keep contending to keep Davis happy. Because unfortunately, if they don't get anybody, then Davis is going to leave because he wants to compete. So Davis will leave once LeBron is gone. Davis will leave if they don't get him help. They need to get him another, you know, a high quality all-star. You know, they have to get him somebody that can easily get them 20 points a night. Easily. Has to be a 20-point-per-game score. Easily. If they can't, I'm sorry. Davis is out. He's not going to stay in L.A. So, all in all, Lakers got this. Miami, I wish you best of luck, even though that I highly doubt you'll be able to do anything. And, uh, bow down to the king, LeBron James.